are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day listening to the always wonderful, charismatic host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer, so please go check out my website, MillerThomas24, downmyportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account at LockedOnDimeBacks on both Twitter and Instagram for the podcast handle. Now, for today's show, we are playing my locker room conversation where I talk about today's D-backs loss, talk about whether they can make a push for the playoffs, talk about any potential all-stars. So we talk a whole bunch about the D-backs, of course, on today's pod. But first, Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's play that locker room conversation. D-backs lose another one. They don't just lose a game. They get swept by the Colorado Rockies. You already know here listening to Miller Thomas of Locked on Diamondbacks on the locker room. Uh, D-backs, man. I just want to go back to bed, guys. I want to take a nap on this Sunday afternoon because the D-backs are putting me to sleep. D-backs lose again. The D-backs now in last place in the NLS. Can you believe it? We came into the season believing the Colorado Rockies were the worst team in the division, and they were for about 95% of the season. The Colorado Rockies were the worst team in the NLS, but that has now changed. What is it today? Today is what's the oh today's May twenty third, twenty twenty one. There's a new team in last place now. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Right now their run differential is negative forty one. Rockies are at negative twenty nine. They have a worse run differential than the Colorado Rockies right now. Let me pull up the Diamondbacks schedule because once again their offense it was clutch late, but. The pitching could not come up clutch. The bullpen did not come up clutches. We still had some uh, negative uh, outcomes going our way in this game. It's specifically referencing Taylor Widener to see him leave the game once again uh, with injury. I mean, that that's rough for the Arizona Diamondbacks. And looking at their schedule recently, their offense has not been too good. Put up three runs today. They put up six runs the game before, which is good. But then one run, two runs, two runs, one run, one run, zero runs. They put up 11 runs against the Nationals, then two runs, one run, two runs, 11 runs against the Marlins, and five runs, and two runs, two runs, four runs, one run, zero runs, three runs. That's like their last – oh, JT Shorter would like to speak. That was like their last, what, 20 games, 18 games? Let me see. Let me count real quick. One – Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen, twenty. So really, yeah, I really had to count real quick. So really, twenty games I just rattled off. Were they? How many times did they score less than five runs? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight, nine, ten, uh, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. So sixteen of their last twenty games, the D backs have scored less than five runs. And remember, this was the D backs team where when they were two games above five hundred May second. They were the top-scoring team in the National League. This team was putting up runs, taking names, and really uh, looking lively in, in the playoff race, looking like a real wild-card contender. Maybe not a contender to win the division because the Giants, the Padres, and the Dodgers were all battling out at the top of the division. But the D-backs, you're like, hey, this NL West is stacked because – the D-backs are clearly the fourth best team, and they would have been first place in a couple other divisions or at least second place in divisions like the NL East at the time who was struggling mightily, who might have had one team a game above 500 at the time. The D-backs were two games above 500, but now you look at it. The Mets are two games above 500. The NL East is still pretty bad. Atlanta's in second place in the NL East, but they're one game below 500. But the D-backs now 18 and 30, 12 games below 500. The D-backs are, have not been winning a lot of games recently. They've only won, well, they've lost what? Three, because they got swept by the Dodgers and the Rockies. So they've lost seven, eight straight games because they lost the final game of the series to the Washington Nationals as well. So they've lost eight straight games. They've only won one, two, only two of their last 20 games, three of their last 20 games. So D-backs winning only three of their last 20 games, major slump offensively. And now if you look at the wild card race, 11 games back of just the wild card, 12 games back of the division. So they got as good a chance of winning the division right now as they do winning the wild card race. And their negative 41 run differential is the second worst in the National League. There's some teams worse in the American League, but in the National League, second worst right now. And actually looking at the standings, if you want to know something funny, the Oakland A's are nine games above 500, but they're negative 10 run differential as they lead the AOS. But the Houston Astros, five games above 500, second in the AOS, second in the AOS, but they are plus 59. That's a 69 run difference between the Oakland A's and the Houston Astros, despite the A's being two and a half games up on the Astros. I just found that interesting looking at these numbers real quick. But the D-backs, man, back at the bottom of the division. And let's talk about today's game because it was a nasty game by the D-backs standards. Or maybe not. This was actually maybe a better game by the D-backs standards by what we've been privy to the last two and a half weeks. Because the D-backs have just been absolutely disgusting as we've been mentioning. And this was another game where... Nothing wanted to go the D-backs way because Terrell Widener was not able to make it out the second inning today as he had to leave the game early with another injury. Not too sure what it means for his future. Uh, I could look up some news as I'm talking about Taylor Widener, but he was taken out the game uh, for injury, and we weren't too sure in the moment uh, how serious it was. And right now, doesn't really look like they have any news on Taylor Weiner as he exits the game with maybe an apparent groin injury, according to Nick Picaro of Arizona Republic. So, well, we'll see what happens to Weiner. Maybe he goes back on the injured list. Maybe you just got to give him some more time off. I mean, that, that would probably constitute the injured list. Uh, if he had to, you know, if he had to miss more time, you'll probably go back on the injured list, maybe the 10 day. Uh, not really too sure how serious it is, but Widener, you could just tell, wasn't the same guy we saw pre injured list because 
This guy was super important for the D-backs before he went on the injured list. He had a sub-3 ERA. He was easily, I think, the D-backs' best pitcher uh, before Zach Gallen came back. And uh, to see him go out again, I mean, this rotation right now is battered. And we saw a not-too-good Madison Bumgarner yesterday, who we'll talk about in the the next segment. But to see Taylor Widener go out, Luke Weaver injured, Zach Gallen injured, I mean – this is not the D-back season right now, and it's not like we had a lot of expectations entering the year, but now to see the D-backs really struggle at this point in the season when it's still so early, they're already falling so far out of it. It's almost like their season feels already kind of over, like they don't really have a chance to compete at all, and that's not what you really want to feel as a D-backs fan who you at least felt like this team could be semi-competitive, you know, at least tread water, be be a borderline 500 team, you know, a fringe wildcard contender. But right now, they look like a contender to, you know, for the number one pick, a top five pick in the MLB draft. And if you ask JT Shorter, he believes in tanking in baseball, even though I, I would suggest the evidence shows you there's talent no matter where you're picking in baseball, and there's so many prospects that flame out. But let's not put all our eggs in the tank and basket. But JT Shorter actually has a question in the chat. You'll hear me answer that question by JT Shorter. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Wealthfront because investing can be complicated. But whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diverse, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. You can get your first 5000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. To get your first 5000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnMLB to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnMLB and get started today. This episode is brought to you by Lockroom. Lockroom is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On Diamondbacks once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Lockroom is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on the Lockroom for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast through our Lockroom conversations. Be sure to join me this weekend as I'll be hosting a room this Saturday or Sunday, depending on what time the D-backs play, so Go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MLB group for the latest league updates. Follow me at MillerThomas to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live next weekend. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the D-backs. See you there. Locker Room changing the way we talk sports. Get back to the pod. 
Will the D-backs make a playoff push before the All-Star break? Um, uh, from what I've seen from the D-backs so far, probably not. I mean, they have to get healthy first before they make a playoff push. You got to get this rotation right, and you got to figure out uh, the, this lineup has to get more consistency. I mean, Jubal Cabrera's out the lineup right now. Cole Calhoun's going to be out of the lineup for a minute. Christian Walker might be back uh, soon. Ketel Marte just got back in the lineup. Carson Kelly might be back in the lineup soon. So you still got so many things in flux. So once all these injuries kind of level out, then maybe they can make a playoff push. But right now, I wouldn't bet on this team to make a playoff push. They're just not doing it offensively. And if you look at the numbers today, I got the numbers here, but my computer is just lagging out on me going so slow. But the numbers today suggest the D-backs, uh, again, just weren't that clutch and just couldn't put the ball in play as much as they, they were doing at the beginning of the season where they at least had some hard contact. Uh, the D-backs today had nine strikeouts, three walks. And I believe they only had, let me see, they only had, Four hits today as well, so that's just not going to be enough for this team. And they were 0 for 5 with runners in scoring position once again, so not coming through in the clutch. And JT Shorter still coming through with the questions. Who will be the D-backs that make the all-star team? Well, well, we'll see how many games he plays but and how much he produces until the all-star break. But Ketel Marte, pre-injury was a lock for the All-Star game. And right now, he's going to have to, you know, probably play most of the games until the All-Star break, be, you know, relatively healthy, probably have to play around 80 to 90% of the games until the All-Star break and be, you know, pre-injury level Keton Marte if he wants to be an All-Star. But really, I think the main guy who has a phenomenal chance of being an All-Star this year is Carson Kelly, honestly, because that dude was flat out balling uh, before he got hurt. Doesn't look like he'll miss many games and, Really, Buster Posey might be the only catcher in the big leagues outplaying Carson Kelly before he got hurt because Carson Kelly was a legit, a legitimate dog before going on the injured list. Just absolutely crushing it for the D-backs. Uh, I'm going to see if I could pull up his stats here just so I could rattle, rattle them off to you because I don't remember when it was. It was probably like three weeks ago now, but I did a podcast. It was still very, very early in the season, of course, but... They, can't, they they were already dropping on MLB.com, you know, uh, the MVP front runners, you know, through the first, what, 20, 25 games of the season. And Carson Kelly with just an honorable mention on the MVP list. And I made the case that he should be above Fernando Tatis, who they had fifth in their ballot. I said Carson Kelly should be above Fernando Tatis on the MVP ballot, considering they both played the same amount of games. And Carson Kelly's numbers across the board just crushed. Fernando Tatis's numbers at the time. Now Tatis has taken off in the power uh, in the power department, but still Carson Kelly, when comparing him to catchers, have been has been the cream of the crop this season. These are his numbers still: twenty eight games played, eighty at bats. Carson Kelly has a three thirty eight average, four ninety one OBP, six thirteen slugging, eleven oh three OPS, six bombs, nineteen ribbies. Carson Kelly had nineteen ribbies and five home runs in thirty nine games in twenty twenty. He's already matched and surpassed those totals in 2021. Had six walks all of 2020. Already has 23 in 2021. So Carson Kelly has stepped up to the plate this season. And more walks than strikeouts this year. 23 walks to 16 strikeouts. 
Carson Kelly is covering the whole plate right now for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So if I had to pick who's going to be an all-star for this D-backs team, uh, I'm definitely going to ride with Carson Kelly as the front runner. And then after that, uh, I just don't know. Maybe a Madison Bumgarner if he could get back to what he was doing on that during that historic streak. I mean, his first three starts this year sucked, and then he went on that historic streak for five starts. So uh, we'll see what he looks like until the All Star break. I think he'll have an opportunity to potentially be an All Star if he could, you know, maybe be in between the first three starts and what he's done the the five starts after that. But really, uh, Ketel Marte and Carson Kelly, I think, would be my two front runners for that. Taylor Widener had a case to be a, a potential All Star as well. We'll see if he still has enough time to do it too because he has been balling this year, and I doubt he's the kind of guy that would get a nod. A guy who's you know not not kind of come out of nowhere uh, and is having a good season, but not a season that's really on a lot of people's radar. So I would be surprised if he did get the nod to the all-star game. Uh, but I, I think he's at least deserving of an honorable mention, but I'll talk about today's game. But first I want to talk to you guys about bet online because bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. And you can track all the action at bet online. You have the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and get and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. get back to the pod more on the game from today uh the d-backs came alive late in the game but uh it it just wasn't enough i'm trying to pull up the play-by-play this my computer is lagging ridiculously right now for some reason and i'm not a fan because i want to pull up the play-by-play and talk to you guys about it but we saw taylor widener get in some uh not some uh not such a good situation in the first inning. He got some guys on the base paths and uh, he, he was making a little bit of a mess of himself in the first inning, but he was able to get out of it. He walked Tapia. Then he got a story pop out. Blackman was hit by pitch. So he had two on one out. Then Cron was hit by pitch. So he hit back to back batters in the game. So he had bases loaded, but then he was able to walk a tie rope. As some people would like to say, struck out McMahon, Fuentes fly down. He got out the innings, Bases loaded, one out, and he gave up no damage. So that was some uh, superb pitching by Taylor Widener to at least get out of the jam, but he still didn't look right. And then in the bottom of the second, uh, some more bad trouble because he got Daza to line out, but then he walked Nunez, struck out John Gray uh, as he was trying to bunt. But then Tapia grounded into a fielder's choice, but there was an error by Jose uh, by Josh Rojas. So there was two guys on and then Trevor Story single. And uh, by that point, we were like, hey, Taylor Widener does not look the same. The trainers came out to look at Taylor Widener. The whole D-backs team essentially was talking to Taylor Widener on the mound. And they had to take him out the game. He, he just was not looking like the same 
got out there, there was obviously something wrong. Uh, There's speculations right now that it was an apparent groin injury. So we'll see what happens with Taylor Widener. Colorado goes up one nothing though uh, in the bottom of the third. They only end up uh, well. They actually get one run in the bottom of the second. So not the bottom of the third. They have that Trevor Story single in the bottom of the second. So Rockies are able to pick up one run there, but it was a pretty quiet game uh, throughout, honestly. There was some action late in this game, but honestly, the D-backs bullpen uh, didn't do too bad in this one. Uh, Mantipoli came in after Taylor Widener. He was pretty solid in this game. Uh, He looked pretty good out there on the mound. He's been one of the more reliable relievers since coming over to the D-backs, which is not a very hard list to make. The Rockies did get another run on the board, courtesy of a Fuentes double. That scored Charlie Blackman in the bottom of the fifth. But the D-backs in the top of the sixth, they finally came alive. The offense finally woke up. Varsho, Dalton Varsho, he got a walk to get it started. Then uh, Andrew Young drew a walk as well, but then he made it over to third on a throwing error by catcher Nunez. Then Marte hit a sacrifice fly to center. That was, uh, you know, it was an incredible play for it to be a sacrifice fly because it looked like a no-doubt gapper, but the center fielder made a tremendous play on it, a diving catch. Paven Smith homered right after that to give the D-backs the lead. Paven Smith showing off the power. We love Paven Smith over here. And so the D-backs took a 3-2 to two lead. And, hey, I thought the D-backs had a real chance to win this game. I thought, hey, you, you lost the, two, the first two games of the series, but at least you were going to put up a fight in this last game. And they did put up a fight. But, unfortunately, they, they've been so bad. Uh, they've been so bad recently. Nothing has gone their way. And the Rockies made some incredible defensive plays in this game. The center fielder was absolutely robbing the D-backs in this game. But toward the end of the game, the Rockies were able to get a couple guys on. So in the bottom of the eighth, we had uh, McMahon reach on infield single. Then he went to second on the fielding error by David Peralta. Then Fuentes flat out to right put McMahon at third. And then Daza grounded into a fielder's choice to second. So McMahon scored on that play. And then after that, Nunez walked Daza to second. And Hampson doubled to deep right. Nunez went to third, but Daza was thrown out at home by a great relay by Josh Reddick. A, a very heads-up play, a great defensive play by Josh Reddick to keep the game tied. But the bottom of the ninth, Stefan Cryan only needed to see one batter before giving up the walk-off home run to Trevor Story, who, uh, guys, even though he's on the Rockies and they're a crappy team, Trevor Story is still a stud baseball player, so you can't get it twisted with uh, Trevor Story. Still got to put respect on his name because he's a true stud, and I think he's one of the best shortstops in baseball. But overall, the D-backs weren't able to clutch it out. The bullpen late, not clutch enough to get it done. We had the Paven Smith home run, which was nice. David Peralta and Josh. Rojas doubles, but still only four uh, total hits in this game compared to nine strikeouts. Uh, Joe Mantipoli only had to get one batter out. It was a big Caleb Smith game, three innings, one earned run. He looked fine out there on the mound. Alex Young has looked really good recently. He went one and two-thirds of an inning. Joaquin Soria got one out. Uh, Taylor Clark, of course, gave up an earned run. And then you had Stefan Cryan, who has been 
atrocious this season, has not been a closer whatsoever, has not been good in these high leverage moments. Now as a 6-2-3 ERA on the season, have not been a fan of Stefan Cryan as he gave up the walk-off home run. So the D-backs lose today and end up uh, falling to last place in the division. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. Remember, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Boskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.